season was lousy, but they're playing for something, right? The Golden Knights are, you know, I mean, they, you know, I talked to Mark, and, you know, I, I think that people don't realize the pressure on Mark right now because there aren't a lot of guys on that Vegas team that have playoff experience, and they've gone from being a nice story to now, you know, they have a chance to win the Western Conference and get to the Stanley Cup final. Like, they're playing for a number one seed. And so, and, and who are they going to look to? I mean, let's face it, in the first round of the playoffs, even if Vegas is the number one seed, Vegas is going to, people are going to say, well, there's not a lot of playoff experience. There's got a lot of guys that haven't done it before. But they have that goalie. You know, right. they have that goalie. And, you know, I know Mark knows that. I know Mark is thinking ahead to, you know, he's going to have to, in his own way, prepare a team to go through a playoff run for the first time. So prepare not only a team, Adam, but he has to prepare a franchise. He's to prepare a community. I mean, he is the star of that franchise. And though he's eminently qualified to handle that role, there are stakes now beyond just honoring our past, beyond just the nostalgia part of this. And I I feel that's changed this dynamic a lot. It's one of the reasons when I talked to Mark, I mean, he, look, he said a lot of things to me that he said to other people, but I really did dig into that Vegas angle because, to me, that's the here, now, and the present. And that's where the disconnect is, I think, for some of us who have maybe known Mark a little better and, and maybe Mark himself. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, and Rob talked to Mark andre Fleury on Friday. You can find it at TribLive.com. It didn't sound like he was going over the top in praising the club as it relates to being a Stanley Cup contender. I think he's trying to keep them very grounded and in the moment. Adam, I think he's trying to keep them, you know, and that's what I mean. He's trying to prepare this team. Don't believe your own hype, right? You know, he's trying to say, let's remember what makes us a, a, a team that's winning a lot of games. It's not just about me. It's not just about you. This isn't going to be like a superstar-level team. I looked at that as the maturation of Marc-Andre Fleury, understanding he has to set a public message, right? He has to set the public discourse. He's coming back to Pittsburgh. Everybody's going to be looking at every word he says, and he has a guy that he's doing for a long time asking him about Vegas and can they win, and it's a very comfortable situation. And what does Mark do? Mark uses that as the first real opportunity, as Evgeny Malkin has in the past with me to say what he thinks needs said. Maybe not the politically correct thing, right? Because it would be a very politically correct answer. Yeah, we're playing great. We're a cup contender now. Mark's trying to keep them in a moment. He's trying to keep their attention. I found that fascinating, Adam. Yeah, so did I. Rob Rossi joining me from Chip Live on the Crowley Show. Rob, was Mark treated well here in Pittsburgh by the fans? Because I would imagine that he doesn't only think of Pittsburgh <laughs> glowingly. Yes? Um, there are ups and downs, as he's mentioned. Uh, you know, it's funny when I talked to him, when I asked him about the media, and he said, uh, I, you know, I jokingly asked him if I said, "Is there, how's the media out there in Vegas? Is it better than Pittsburgh? And he goes, are we on the record? Um, which I, <laughs> you know, I kind of laughed at. Um, you know, I think the fans, for the most part, treated Mark very well. I think there's a small contingent of people on Twitter or, you know, the scum of the earth. Uh, and I don't mean that everybody's on Twitter that's scum of the earth, but there's this scum of the earth element on Twitter, right? And it's for anything, right? It's for any, you know, engagement we have. 
They wanted to blame the goalie. And by the way, they'll do that for Matt Murray now. You know, and there's an element of Penguin fans that they always want one guy to pick on. Right? And a lot of times that was Mark. Um, I think that the Penguins under Ray Shiro put a lot of their playoff failures at the feet of Mark Andre Fleury when there were a lot of guys on that team underperforming in the in the final years of the of the Shiro Bausma era. Um, a lot of times those teams didn't play great defense, and Mark had to bail them out. And I don't necessarily think all of Pittsburgh backed Flurry the way they needed to in the. Flyers debacle because See, that, that, that to me is the big that that to me Rob is the one that stands out above all the else right. all the other ones because he was bad sure but everyone else was unbelievably terrible in that series well right and let's face it they won the games that they won in that series partly because Mark was great in those games yes in game game I mean, five Mark Andre well. Flooring was outstanding yeah and I will say this let me say this about Penguin fans too uh, you know like I said I think the the strong majority did treat Mark Andre Fleury well. And I've never known an athlete, and I mean this, not Crosby, not Malkin, not Lemieux. I've never known an athlete that when he was facing adversity, the people in the building rallied around him. The fans in the building, whether it was the Civic Arena or the PPG Paints Arena, Adam, I can't, I can't tell you the number of times I covered a game when it was like looking grim and you would, they would, the game would begin with chance of flurry, flurry. So, you know, it's tough to forget those moments, too. Um, was he treated well? Yes. Are we having a little bit of revisionist history? Yes. Mark didn't always have it easy here. Um, you know, I think the media and the fans made him a scapegoat too often. I know I was criticized for being, you know, a guy that carried his water too much. But I saw some of the bad defense that was played, and I saw – how hard he had to work to keep this team in games at times when they got a little fat and happy and, and started, you know, playing the wrong type of hockey. To that point, it has to be really difficult to be the goaltender of the Pittsburgh Penguins for a lot of reasons, but maybe more than any because of the style of play. The Penguins are trying to score goals. That's their identity. That's been their identity since Mario came into the league. That's who they want to be, and, yeah, that's going to leave you exposed your goaltender exposed from time to time well which is why it's been the question of did they keep the right guy right because mark's used to playing that and matt hasn't i mean look i think matt murray is a when matt murray's on his game he's a top five goalie in this league um and i think he tracks the puck and does things in terms of technical goaltending as good as any goalie i've covered i mean he's a savant in that regard and he's a He's one of the biggest reasons they've won the last two Stanley Cup titles. But you saw earlier this year what it was like when the Penguins weren't keeping the puck a lot, weren't aggressive with that forecheck, weren't totally committed to playing the way by Sullivan wants them to, and how hard it was for Matt Murray. You know, people were saying, oh, you know, he's not, he's not, he's just been okay this year. Well, they used to say that about Mark Andre Fleury, and it's really hard when you're playing an 82 game season and you're going to play. 50 to 60 games, and the, the Penguins are going to take 25 of them off. <laughs> and they're going to at times because yes. you can't keep that level. Um, I think it was hard to be Tom Barrasso. I think it was hard to be Marc-Andre Fleury. I think it's going to be hard to be Matt Murray. Um, that said, 
I think they were in a really fortunate place last year. You know, Adam, we always talk about the Penguins having the two best centers of the world. They also had two of the top ten goalies in the world last year, and that almost never happened. Rob Rossi from TribLive.com joining me on the Crowley Show. Speaking of those two all-world centers, what's the relationship like between Marc-Andre Fleury and those two guys? And what was it before he left? What's it like now? Uh, I know that, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for Sidney Crosby. I know that when I have spoken to Sidney and Mark, they've referred to each other as best friends. Um, now, whether that's best friends within the construct of a team, you got to remember, they grew up in this thing together. You know, right. So I like to say, before Crosby was the one to save the Penguins, they tried to do it with Mark andre Fleury and gave him no support. Um, they're extraordinarily close. I will speak for Evgeny Malkin. He thinks the world of Marc-Andre Fleury, and I know, speaking with Mark, he thinks the world of Gino too. I mean, they became very close. I mean, I, I think one thing you saw, it was a tough thing for Crosby, Malkin, Latang last year, right? I mean, the last couple of years, their, their friend, the guy they've been in battles with, the guys they've won championships with, you know, chased championships with and won a championship with, you know, they got him, and then they got this other guy who they also know is good and is a teammate, and you're supposed to be leaders of this team. It's, it's a really hard thing. I mean, we talk about how hard it was for Mark and Matt, but I think it was probably harder for that group, the Crosby, Malkin, Latangs of the world. And I think in a lot of ways they wore their hearts on their sleeves. It was not an easy situation. Um, you know, I can just tell you I know they were thrilled to see him in Vegas, and they're thrilled to see him now. And That doesn't say that they don't have great relationships with Matt Murray. They do. Um, you can't work with somebody that closely for that long and not have it transcend the moment a little bit. Tonight's going to be weird, Rob. <laughs> it's just going to be weird. The more we talk about it, the more the more. Well, I'll be honest with you, Adam. I'm not sure I'm going. I mean, I haven't decided yet. Um, I mean, that's how weird it is going to be for me. Like, I'm not sure I want to share this moment with everybody. And that's and understandable. I really don't. And, and, and for Sidney Crosby and for Genny Malkin, uh, I mean, and to a lesser extent, uh, some of the other Penguins, but for those guys, for sure, I mean, it's just got to be weird throwing pucks at the net in a meaningful game against this guy here in the building where they've had so much success. Well, and think about Matt Murray tonight. Like, how weird is this going to be for him? Well, he's, the for- he's almost a forgotten guy in all this. I mean, Well, it- and he's the other guy. I mean, how weird will it be to hear Flurry chanted <laughs> if you're Matt Murray? I mean, you've just lost your father. You're trying to recalibrate your season. You've delivered this city, the Stanley Cup, the last two years. You know, I mean, uh, you know, forget all the other stuff. Just think about how weird this will be tonight. I mean, are we going to see a situation? I mean, here's what would be the ideal situation, right? It goes to a shootout, and both of them force it to go ten rounds, and you just hear dueling chants, right? And, like, you know, like Derek Englund wins it or something because you, it's a guy you don't expect to shoot it, right, or whoever, you know. Uh, Ryan uh, Reeves. You know, Ole Mata, you know, Ryan Reeves, right? Like, but the reality is at some point tonight, the guy that is responsible for those last two banners in net, you know, the Penguins have three two-time winning Stanley Cup goalies, or three multiple-time winning Stanley Cup goalies, and they're facing each other tonight, and one of them is being treated like a returning icon and the other one is the goalie for the Penguins. <laughs> Rob, like, this is not normal, Adam. 
Not at all, man. And uh, let me know where you're watching the game. Uh, I'm interested to hear will you're b- where you will be. Uh, Rob, really great insight, man. Great interview with Mark before, and we really appreciate you coming on to share it. I, I did mean to tell you he does think you're nuts to have your belly button pierced, but we can discuss that later. We shall discuss. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> See you. That's Rob Rossi from TribLive.com. My belly button hurts. Up next... Mark, Matt Murray, pardon me. See, I already did it. Matt Murray is the forgotten guy, so much so that I almost called him Mark andre Flory. It's the Crowley Show.